know those eyes are looking up to me. That's why I'm looking up to you. Good afternoon, everyone. You are listening to a broadcast of Looking Up with Danny, Shell, and Sharissa, and it is actually not quite as sunny this week as it has been on other Wednesdays. But what do you think it is? It's a it's a wonderful day. Um, compared <laughs> I was for to delicious. But <laughs> well, look, I'm holding it's my breath. I'm holding my breath because yeah. we have heard what's happened up north with we this sure rain have. bomb. Yeah, uh, you know that that new term that's been coined to describe. You know, the rain, rain bomb. And I'm thinking, are we going to be getting a rain bomb soon? Because it's supposed to be heading our way. But praise the Lord, so far it's looking pretty good. And look, every day is a great day that the Lord wakes you up. That's right. And um, and we have an opportunity to look up. Absolutely. And you know what? We are so glad that you are tuning in to join us for what is going to be a very, very interesting program. Mm, we yes, have indeed. no shortage of things to talk about today, and we have a number of special guests that will be calling in and bringing into studio to talk with us about what is happening in the world today. In fact, do you want to just give us a little teaser of yeah, what we're going to sure. be doing? We have um, uh, in basically very soon after, after our little break and, and song, we're going to have a pastor from Russia. Really? Uh, yeah, he lives in Australia now. His name is Pastor Vadim Butov. Okay. And um, he's someone I know really well. And he's going to be talking to us about the Ukrainian situation in particular, you know, Christians there, how they're faring, how Seventh-day Adventist Christians are faring, what the church is doing. So we're going to be talking about that to begin with. Then after that, after the news break at 4 o'clock, we've got um, another pastor, Pastor David Haupt, who's the Adventist um uh, community services leader, mm-hmm. and he's up in the flood-affected region up there in the Tweed, and he's going to be sharing with us as well. Then we've got interviews with a couple of others that you want to tell us about. Yes, so we've got a, another interview with another pastor who's actually here in Australia, but he is from Romania, mm-hmm. and uh, he is going to be sharing what he knows about what is happening for Romania in terms of the crisis and how they are helping, I think, refugees mm-hmm. um, at this time. So that will be very interesting for us. He has a real burden on his heart for uh, what is happening right now. And also, I found a friend up in Lismore, you got friends. <laughs> believe it or well, not. Um, can you believe it, Shell? I have found a friend who's gonna, <laughs> and he's going to call in and give us an update from the ground yeah, of wow. uh, the flood situation up north. So lots to yeah. look forward to. Don't change the dial. And we're going to be taking a look at how the Bible speaks of these events and where we can find hope and encouragement and especially prayer. And you're going to finish off by talking to us about an exciting oh. weekend that just took place. That's right. We have just got so many good things. Yeah. So reminder to all of you, go to the website. If you need to catch up on past episodes, grab the Faith FM app and you can check all the podcasts out there. And if you want to connect with us, 0491064669, we are going to a song break and then I will come back to you with more and on the Looking Up program. So stay with us and enjoy this song, I Sing the Mighty Power of God. I sing the mighty power of God that makes the mountains rise. That spread the flowing seas abroad And built the lofty skies I sing the wisdom that ordained The sun to rule the day The moon shines full at His command And all the stars obey I sing the goodness of the Lord that filled the earth with food. 
scriptures with his word and then pronounce them good. Lord, how thy wonders are displayed where'er I turn my eye. If I survey the ground I tread or gaze upon the sky, there's not a plant or flower below but makes thy glories known. And clouds arise and tempests blow by order from thy throne. While all that borrows life from thee is ever in thy care. And everywhere that man can be, thou God art present there. song. I sing the mighty power of God, and every day is a day to sing of God's great power. Well, we are at that point in our program where we want to talk about some of the things that are happening in this world with an eye to the significance in light of the soon return of Jesus. And Pastor Danny, we have a friend uh, we mentioned before that would be joining us. I'll let you introduce him in just a minute. A reminder to all of you, if you have comments or questions that you would like to Bring up, maybe even for some of our guests mm, indeed. on today's program, we would love to hear from you. You can call or text us here in studio on 0491-064-669. Pastor Danny? Thank you so much, Charissa. Well, yes, as you have shared, we have a very special guest um, with us. I think we're all well aware of what's been taking place on the other side of the world there in in Ukraine and um, the situation there that, that is unfolding. And um, we are very sad and our hearts are with the people, our prayers are with the people. And I thought I would speak to a friend of mine um, who is a minister, a Seventh-day Adventist minister, an evangelist, and he's from Russia. And he, he lives now in Melbourne where he's ministering and I had the opportunity of working with him um, in the same church at Avondale Memorial nice. Church in um, Lake Macquarie. So we had the opportunity of spending time together. And I want to thank my good friend, Pastor Vadim Butov, who encouraged me in overseas evangelism. And I just love it. And I'm looking forward to getting back there. So Pastor Vadim, can you hear Hi, us? Danny. Yes, I can. Very well. well. Very welcome, well. welcome to the Faith FM Looking Up Show. We're glad that you have joined us this afternoon. Oh, well, and thank you for letting me come uh, to you on the phone, and also welcome to the invisible audience. Indeed, indeed. Now, Pastor, Pastor Vadim, you are no stranger to audiences. Um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your background briefly, um, where you come from, what you did back in, in Russia, and what you are doing right now? Uh, well, I'm Russian by birth and Australian by choice. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, uh, I have now spent 12 and a half years in Australia, and I and my family consider ourselves to be Australians. My kids grew up here. Uh, they're both competitive swimmers, and they love swimming for uh, swimming Victoria for the state squad. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I was born and grew up in uh, Russia's coldest part, uh, called Siberia. Wow. Uh, and uh, I was born in Siberia uh, because my ancestors were exiled there. 
uh, in the days of Joseph Stalin in Soviet Union times. And uh, so I grew up in that land in a city with nine months of negative temperatures and three months of positive temperatures. Uh, but so the good thing is that I grew up in a very multicultural, multinational community because we had uh, Jews, Ukrainians, Tatars, Russians, Estonians, uh, Latvians, uh, people from all over uh, the lands of the former Soviet Union who were exiled to that land. And we learned to live in harmony and peace and friendship. Mm. And that's the spirit that I have carried uh, with me throughout the years. Indeed, indeed. And uh, were you always a Christian? Were you always a Protestant Christian or a Seventh-day Adventist? I grew up as an atheist. Uh, I was no believer, uh, uh, away from the Bible, away, away from prayer. But I found God in 1991. Uh, for, uh, I started looking for God as a teenager, looking at uh, atheistic encyclopedias and uh, books. Uh, trying to, uh, it was purely a history interest. I was interested in history. Uh, but I found God personally in 1991. I first became a Russian Orthodox Christian, uh, but a year later I uh, changed my mind. Uh, through biblical research, I came to the conclusion that uh, the Seventh Adventist Christian community around the world, in its teaching and its, and its, in its doctrine, uh, was closer to the Bible than any other that I could find on on Earth. Wow! And that is why. But, but again, uh, to our TV, uh, our radio audience, I would tell them that number one, I'm a Christian, which means that all Christians in the world are my brothers and sisters, yes. Catholics, Orthodox, Protestants. Number two, I'm a Protestant, uh, and number three, I'm an Adventist Christian. Wow. Uh, so that would be my sequence mm. of uh, of who I am. Fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing that that background. Now, Pastor Vadim, you you invited me in 2016. Um, you've got an amazing memory, a photographic memory, so you'll remember <laughs> that year. You invited me to go to Kovel, which is there on the western side of Ukraine, to run a program, to run a seminar, a Bible-based seminar, which I loved. And, um, and I met the people. They're beautiful people. Now, you've been to the Ukraine a number of times. Uh, do you want to share with us a little of what's going on there, the interactions you've had? You shared with me you've spent hours and hours on the phone speaking to ministers. Tell us a little bit about what is going on there, what's the church doing, and, and how, what's the situation, and how is the church helping people? Right. I traveled to Ukraine uh, cumulatively uh, for 13 years. Wow. And I, and I spoke uh, to large audiences ranging from 120 to 10,000 people wow. uh, in all major Ukrainian cities. And when they show them on the Australian news, Kiev, Kharkiv, Odessa, uh, Kherson, uh, Chernigov and others, I, I know all of those cities because I've been there and I've spent at least a month in each of those cities. Uh, live in Western Ukraine. And uh, Ukraine has a great place in my heart. It's an amazing land, uh, 44 uh, or more million people, uh, wonderful, charming, smiling, hospitable uh, people who love their freedoms and who chose to be a democracy uh, as a nation. I'm here to speak no politics. Uh, if you well, politicians are professionals in uh, in politics, but I'm a minister and uh, I uh, and I'm a professional in other things. Yeah. Uh, so I would work, uh, uh, so for me at the moment, uh, all I can do is uh, call and offer prayer, emotional and spiritual support to as many people as I can who are stranded in Ukraine. Uh, since 24 February, since last Thursday, 
I normally spend 10 to 12 hours a day talking to my friends. Wow. And the goal of it is just to offer support mm. uh, because that's the only thing I can do. And uh, uh, because no, no one can travel there from Australia at the moment. And uh, uh, and so we, uh, I don't know how long the country will be closed for such type of travel, but I pledge to myself that when the hot phase of war is over and uh, when Australian citizens are allowed to travel to Ukraine, I'll be amongst the first ones to, uh, to go. And uh, I'll be speaking there and I'll be also organizing humanitarian projects to help uh, to at least uh, make uh, an investment in the uh, recovery and restoration of that wonderful country. Um, as I talk to people uh, there, I, I often uh, chat with them and they hear explosions in the background and bomb blasts, mm. uh, sirens sounding. So they are uh, very close uh, to the action zones. And uh, this is very, very tragic. Mm. And uh, uh, every day I pray that this whole drama is over very, very soon. Uh, but again, uh, as, for as long as it lasts, I'll, uh, I'll be spending time and offering as much help as possible to those people who are suffering mm. uh, because of uh, this horrible, horrible war. Yeah, which is. I believe is just a chain of, of fulfillment of biblical prophecies that you and I find in the Bible. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and I know that you have spent a lot of time investigating these Bible prophecies, especially in the book of Daniel and how they relate to the things that we are watching on our TV screens every night on the news and during the day. Now, tell me, uh, Pastor Vadim, you mentioned humanitarian support and you'd like to provide uh, that for the people there and, and look to sort of gather support here from, I guess, uh, the, the church here in Australia. Um, wh- what is the Seventh-day Adventist church in particular? Because I'm assuming you're probably connecting with many Seventh-day Adventist ministers and friends and lay people. Uh, um, what, yeah, what, 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 what's uh, what, taking place uh, there? Yeah. All right. Basically, uh, I had a call from Pastor Lev Gertilo. He is the president of the South uh, East uh, or the so-called East Viper Conference. Uh, that conference uh, is covering the southeastern areas of Ukraine, including the so-called Donbass region, mm-hmm. that's the breakaway region. And uh, last week on Thursday, he and two brave men uh, traveled in minibuses to uh, one place uh, as a hotspot and evacuated. 38 of our church members uh, uh, under enormous dangers. They were traveling. Uh, there was some bombardment in the area, and one of the shells landed about 200 meters from where they were driving. Wow. And uh, and he told me that uh, he had never seen people so horrified. But that uh, president of the conference, that church pastor, is a real hero because he has done this in 2014 uh, when the first uh, civil conflict broke out in Ukraine, and he helped evacuate a lot of our uh, people from uh, from the hot spots, from the hot zones, and he uh, is doing this again. Uh, but again, he needs to feed them uh, because they put them in the health resort, which belongs to, uh, to us as Adventist Christians. The, the health resort is now like an evacuation center. And uh, at the moment, I'm, uh, uh, I'm I have already received calls from a number of our uh, people in Australia offering help. I've already spoken uh, this morning to. ADRA, which is the Adventist uh, Development and Relief Agency, to see if we could use their account uh, for donations. And uh, we will definitely try to do some fundraising uh, to raise funds to feed those stranded people who were displaced. And uh, so we will try to organize that type of help because no one can travel there. But, mm. uh, but, but again, the country's economy is in, is in ruins. 
uh, and therefore, uh, if we can help them buy bread and, and milk and, uh, and save them from starvation, I think at the moment that's the best thing we can do. And on top of that, just keep calling them, keep talking. Because I had a had a lady, uh, she's a professor of medicine, an amazing woman. Uh, she's in her late late sixties, and as I was spoken, speaking to her, she said, "Vadim, can you please stay on the phone? Don't don't hang up." I'm my husband uh, here, and we're just hearing this bomb blast, and we feel so lonely. And uh, so I just spent an hour and a half just talking to them, just being with them. As, uh, and I'm I'm lucky, you know, I'm in Melbourne, under peaceful skies, but I uh, but I know that uh, they were under <laughs> skies uh, full of fireworks. Yeah, uh, dangerous, explosive fireworks, and uh, so that, that's the type of help that people just need support and help as much as we can. So you mentioned ADRA, so the Adventist Development Relief Agency. People can go online, Vadim, and um, and online. I don't, there know, is- I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if ADRA has established uh, if ADRA has established uh, the Ukrainian uh, channel yet. I, I wouldn't uh, make those statements because, uh, as I said, I've only spoken to. Uh, the ADRA director in Victoria uh, in uh, this morning, and they're, they're having a discussion. So please don't go to the website at the moment. I suggest that a uh, proper announcement is made when uh, when things are finalized yeah. and the and the proper channel aid channel is created. Because yeah. if you go there now, there will be no uh, aid channel. Adra, uh, yeah, Adra, pretty, pretty switched on. They're usually onto these um, conflicts and these needs very quickly because this is what they do all the time, all around the world in, in various situations. So I wouldn't be surprised if Adra already has set up a very specific. Um, I, think, uh, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but we will check that out. We will check that out and we'll I'll, inform I'll, our I'll listeners. I'll update you. I will update you once I know the information. But let's okay. get back to Ukraine. Let's yeah. get back to Ukraine and to proxy and. Uh, because we, you're a program uh, that is uh, not just another news item. You're a program that is going to bring the good news to That's the right. audience. That's right. And uh, and the audience that is going to be listening, they want the good news. That's right. We talk about that. We call the program Looking Up because Jesus said when you see all these things take place, look up because your redemption is drawing near. So Amen. that's why it's the Looking Up show. Isn't that right, Sharissa? Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, now, Pastor Vadim, do you know of any members there or friends or anything that have actually um, suffered um, physically in the conflict? Obviously, there, there, there's emotional trauma and, and food uh, uh, trauma. Emotional, any- emotional trauma. Is, is in the heart of everyone. Uh, but as far as physical injury or death, at the moment we have no accounts uh, whatsoever about any civilians who have suffered. Uh, so uh, all people whom I ring, and, uh, and I have tons of friends there, they're all taken sound. Oh, praise the Lord for that. We need the angels to be looking over time. And, and Psalm 91, Psalm 91 comes to mind. You know, it's a beautiful psalm where we can claim those promises of protection, though a thousand may fall by your side and 10,000 by your, by your right hand, you know, it shall not befall you. So um, we need to claim those promises. We know that it's not always the case. We do not understand always, but we do know that God, that God does listen to our prayers. And, mm. um, and our dear listeners, whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, know that you can pray to God anytime in any situation, any circumstance, and he listens to every prayer, and he will always do that, which is in our best eternal interest. Amen. So, Pastor Vadim, is there anything else you want to sort of share? We've got a couple of minutes left before we sort of end. Is there any, uh, a couple was, of things that yeah, we can do? With that, yes, certainly. With our uh, big audience, I want to share one thing. Uh, uh, the Christians who read the Bible has, have an enormous advantage 
because the Bible contains more than 5,000 prophecies, and, and, the, and almost all of them have been fulfilled throughout history. And then prophetic knowledge gives peace of mind. It shows that God is in charge of human, human history. We have nothing to fear. Mm. This world will not mm. die because of a nuclear war Amen. or a strike of a meteorite or, or a comet. Uh, this world will not die because of a virus that can be fatal to everyone and destroy everyone. Uh, the world will end with God's intervention into human history, and that is the second coming of Christ. Amen. And, uh, and uh, therefore, let our invisible audience have peace of mind. You have, if you give your life to into the loving hands of someone who died on the cross for you, your life is in the best hands in the world, and you and he'll see you through, and he'll take care of you, and you have a brilliant and great future in front of you. Amen, amen. Oh, what a great, what a great message to share, eh, Charissa? Absolutely. What a Thank blessing. you so much. Thank you so much. Now, before you go, Pastor Vadim, uh, there are those I'm sure in Melbourne that are listening right now. We've got listeners listening all around Australia and and in Melbourne. Where can they find you? What churches do you pastor? Because they may want to hear more good news from Pastor Vadim and your dear wife, well, Pastor I'm, Helen. I'm looking, I'm looking after North Fitzroy, and there is Church North Fitzroy. The second one is called East Praran. East Paran, and the third one is called Pakenham, P-A-K-E-N-H-A-M, Pakenham Adventist Church. So those three churches is where they can find me very easily. Excellent. So there you go, folks. If you want to connect with Pastor Vadim, he would love to connect with you. Uh, North Fitzroy, East Pakenham, or was it East Paran? <laughs> East Paran, and uh, what was the Pakenham one? And I'm thinking, oh, Danny, you're a Melbourneian, you're in Europe. I'm out of Melbourne. Thank you so well, much. Anyway. We are out of Thank time. You Thank you. God bless you, and um, we'll continue to keep in prayer. Well, I'm tired and I'm weary, but I must toil along till the
be changed from this creature I am. The gates of pearl will open to reveal the golden city with the mansion prepared for you and me. God the Father and Jesus will be there to greet us and with them we'll live eternally. There will be peace in the valley for me someday. There will be peace in the valley for me. I pray no more sorrow trouble will be there will be peace in the valley for me there will be peace in the valley for me someday there will be peace in the valley for me I pray no more sorrow trouble will be there will be peace in the Today, Australia. I'm Blake, and I'm tired of all the negativity all around us. It's time to get positive and speak life into every situation. So join us every Thursday, Avo, afternoon, I can't say the word, for my new show, Speak Life, to learn how to navigate and find ways to speak life into every situation, no matter what gets thrown at you. We want to help equip you for the trials and struggles we all face, and just have some fun talking together and speaking life. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey everyone, we're the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson, and you can join us every morning on The Breakfast Show. We cover news that matters and do our encounter with God. We also have an intense quiz, great giveaways, awe-inspiring music, and best of all, you can have your say and be a part of the Bracky family. We're live across Australia, so check your Faith FM program for your local airtime. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Looking up to you. Good afternoon, you are listening to Looking Up and we are coming to you live from our studio here in Newcastle and just outside the window the rain has started up again, it's uh, it's going to be wet this afternoon. We want to remind you that we like to give away prizes to the people who are first in to connect mm-hmm. with us once we give out a code word Amen. and today's prize is a very wonderful one, it's called Radical Protection, it's a book by Dr. Derek Morris who's a wonderful oh, author. He is and uh, a wonderful speaker. Wonderful 
wonderful speaker, man of God. And uh, just read to you a little bit about this book. He says, Are you aware that a great cosmic battle is being fought over your soul? While the attacks from the enemy can be subtle, the results can be disastrous if you are not properly armed. And this book will help you to discover the reality of the conflict, but also how you can embrace God's radical protection. If you want to be in the running for this book, we're going to give out the code word right now. It's a unique program. We've got lots of special things for you today. So it's for the first and second person who calls or texts us here in studio with the word... Hope. Hope. H-O-P-E. So, yes, if you're the first or second person to call or text us with the word hope on 0491-064-669, we will make sure that this book comes to you. Because we need a bit of hope right now, don't we? Do we ever? A lot of If we we ever needed the Lord before, we we sure sure do do need him him now. I was about to sing, but that would have destroyed. (laughs) We would have lost all of our listeners. That could have become our most special program. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Danny, you wanted to add something? Okay, yeah, just just quickly, um, I completely muddled. Nobody would know that I lived in Melbourne for over 20 years. Um, The way I muddled (laughs) Pastor Vadim's um, Seventh-day Adventist churches that he pastors, along with his dear wife, Helen. Mm -hmm. She's um, just a wonderful ladies so they pastored together and she's an evangelist as well in her own right she's run many evangelistic programs um and so i hope and pray our listeners enjoyed that interview with pastor vadim um giving us some insights regarding ukraine and uh the situation there and especially the the spiritual um dimension and the ministry that is taking place now the churches the three churches in melbourne that pastor vadim ministers are the east paran north fitzroy and Pakenham Seventh-day Adventist Churches. Okay. So East Paran, North Fitzroy, and Pakenham Seventh-day Adventist Churches. So if you're interested and you want to connect with him more, you can head on there on a Saturday morning, 11 o'clock. You'll find him at one of those three churches, unless he's out and about, you know, preaching the everlasting gospel um, to people right around Victoria because he is the Victorian um, conference evangelist oh, along with go. his wife. So, yeah. That's very wonderful. So that's great. All right. Now we want to shift gears. Um, we want to take a look at what's taking place closer to home. And we've got um, Pastor David Howe. And he's from the the red zone up there oh. in the Tweed um, where, where we know what's been taking place, the horrible floods, these unprecedented floods. So Pastor David Howe, he's also the Adventist community services leader as well as a minister mm-hmm. there in Mullumbimby that has been in the news and that place has been drenched. So Pastor David Howe, can you hear us? I can, and I'm also the ADWA director. Oh, and the ADWA director. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so don't, don't forget about that. Absolutely. No, and, indeed, uh, yes. We are, I'm a bit concerned about the red zone that you're talking about because, you know, red and uh, Ukraine and Russia. Oh, that's true. I'm getting... certain context. <laughs> that's true. There's so much going on, We're talking David. Australia floods now, folks. <laughs> <There's>, uh, <laughs> that's, well, the, well, and if I say the bomb zone, that's not going to work very well either. But, but you've, exactly. had, you've, you've literally had a rain bomb. That's right. That's what that's what the Premier of Queensland told us. A rain bomb has descended on your part of the world. We we have received that, yes, and it's far exceeded the 2017 uh, disaster that we had, the floods, which was a big one. And I think the largest one ever was the 1954 one. This one is even bigger than that. Wow. Wow. And uh, it's just been enormous. Just on my property where I live, We've measured uh, since it started to rain 800 millimeters. So you guys um, are now measuring in 
in meters almost. Forget about millimeters. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, and the devastation is enormous. Um, it's a beautiful part of the world to live, and I, I often just marvel, uh, you know, at the sugarcane fields between Mwilimba mm-hmm. and uh, Kingscliff as you travel there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the past few days, it was a sea. Mm-hmm. You, you couldn't see the uh, the sugarcane. Wow. And uh, people were actually commuting there with, with motorboats, uh, tinnies, to try and rescue people. Uh, phenomenal, the... Um, the resources and, and the, the willingness that people have to try and rescue each other. I've had young people uh, hearing about a family uh, that has been camping out on a outcrop, a rocky outcrop, uh, because SES couldn't get to them uh, quick enough. Mm. They slept there overnight. Wow. And uh, young people just grabbing canoes to try and paddle five kilometers out to go and uh, pick up people. Wow. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal the, the care that our people have for each other at times of crisis. Mm, so the community's really bonded together. We've seen a lot of this on, the, on our evening news, you know, the community people pitching in and you said, you know, people even risking their own lives in order to assist and save the lives of others. Exactly. And then one, one gentleman said to me as he was paddling out, the brown snake were trying to get in to the boat, so he was not only trying to stay afloat, he was also trying to keep the brown snake out of his uh, canoe, oh. uh, because <laughs> they they also, you know... Well, they the want to live, they want to live, the poor snakes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. But um, where we are at the moment, uh, the, the M1 has to some degree opened up, uh, but some part is channeling the, all the traffic coming up from from the south and from the north, Traveling through um, coastal little towns, so detouring them off the M1 freeway, the M1 freeway, and um, yeah. But uh, guys, the the new disaster that's happening is that there's no food. There's no food oh, for the local people. Tell us about that. Tell us about that. We've um, been hearing some stories regarding that. I I try to because I've been so busy trying to, you know, uh, help and, uh, and direct our pastors in, in the response that uh, last night uh, I quickly tried to go down to our closest shop to get some bread, went to the first one, it was completely flooded, went to the second one, and uh, the shelves are empty. There's mm-hmm. no... And as I travel to go and see the damage because the, the road opened up of my own church... Um, the kilometre-long motor vehicles that are waiting to fill up with fuel. Wow! And in some parts, there is a you know a shortage of fuel starting to take place. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of all of this, um, one of our churches, our pastor at um, Ocean Shores, they are actually in an evacuation area, but their church is built up on a higher ground. They have, in actual fact, opened up their church for the community, and 70 people uh, took refuge there and wow. were accommodated there. They slept there in the church. They, wow. they ate. The, the church people cared for them. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our Tambolgan church, which is the first church or first region that was uh, received evacuation orders on Sunday, um, their church facility is also on higher ground, uh, but very quickly floods in around them, so it cuts off the the road arteries. 
and uh, the community have a key to the car park. And uh, when there's natural disasters, like floods happening, they just open those gates and they pull the vehicles in because there's a lot of people that have lost their vehicles. Wow. And they leave their vehicles there and it just stays there. Wow. Um, in Lismore, which is severely hit area at the moment, um, our Seventh-day Adventist church is about um, nearly three-quarter way up the hill between the hospital and the CBD. So it's fairly high up. Mm. Uh, the, the water has come so high that the SES drives up with their boats, drops off the people a few meters away from the front door of, of the church, which has thrown open the doors and has become a place where people are being assessed and uh, helped, and uh, from there they are placed into accommodation places. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the church responded to the need. They, although no power, uh, they have started to provide soup. They provide uh, something hot to drink, and um, they, you know, even brought in a generator to help people to to charge the mobile phones so they can have uh, at least communication mm-hmm. with with loved ones. So very practical things that are happening at the moment. Uh, in the past, uh, I became the director for ADRA in 2017 and hardly uh, were uh, appointed to that position when Cyclone Debbie hit us. And, um, yeah, during that time, Kingscliff Church jumped in. Uh, Kingscliff Church, by the way, is not the church building, but the whole facility around it is completely flooded underwater. Mm-hmm. And um, they normally jump in and help the community and help clean up. They're busy with uh, training up a rise team. Yeah. And those young people just with church members just go out and uh, we resource them with uh, pressure cleaners and stuff that they need. ADRA uh, provides the uh, the finances and to the churches and they rush out into the community to help make a difference. At the moment, the uh, evacuation centres in uh, in Lismore uh, is in terrible need for uh, bedding, uh, mattresses, uh, blow-up mattresses where people actually can stay in big halls. They are in desperate need of food and water and uh, I've just come off a meeting with Adler Australia and we're busy putting finances together to uh, purchase and source those things for the community uh, evacuation centre and help them to be able to accommodate people. Uh, I, I, I hear, sorry for me just rambling uh, just, on. No, well, that, that, that's, good. All, that's why we've good. called you. That's why we've called you. We our, want to hear. You're on the ground there. Our, our pastor there in Alstonville, um, they are on a higher ground. The church is in uh, right in the middle of a uh, retirement village. They have gone out and they have provided uh, some breakfast for evacuation centre by by cooking up breakfast for the people that are coming in, the staff as well as the, the community people. And um, mm. the pastor himself and some of the church people have just flung open their homes um, to accommodate people that. Um, that can't get accommodation anywhere else and took them into their homes, giving them families a room to live in. Uh, that is pretty uh, challenging, but such a great blessing that people have that heart yeah. to open their, the privacy of their home and take in strangers mm. that they've never met before. And I believe that that is what Christianity is all about. 
Yeah, that sounds like Matthew 25. You know, I was a stranger and you took me in. You know, I was thirsty, I was hungry, I was sick. You know, we know that passage there, the sheep and the goats. Exactly. This is, this, yeah. this is that passage being lived out um, in the yeah. community. And, you know, you mentioned um, this meeting that you had with Adra and we were introduced to Adra in our previous um, segment uh, the Adventist Development and Relief Agency that is worldwide. Um, how can people donate? Uh, you know, the, we've got people all around Australia listening in right now and potentially elsewhere. How can they donate so that it can go directly to this flood relief appeal? Thank you. Um, yeah, there is a number of appeals that ADRA has at the moment because ADRA is, is involved worldwide in supporting they at the moment supporting Ukraine as well. But if your listeners would go onto the ADRA Australia website, they can either just Google by typing in ADRA, A-D-R-A, Australia uh, website, scroll down on the opening page. They will actually find the the, the, the section that talks about the flood appeal. And uh, they can click there. It's very clear. They can donate and receive a tax deductible. Receive all donations above two dollars will receive a tax donation, a tax deductible receipt. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank your listeners for those that have already donated. There's already people that have stepped forward that knows Adra, and uh, those that will still donate. Uh, that money will directly go to be used in this area in response to the the, the flood. Mm, yeah. Well. Well, Pastor David, we've got about just under a minute left. We just want to let you know we are praying for you. You know, we've we've got a bit of rain here, but nothing like what you're describing. Um, But we're keeping you in prayer, and certainly we need to be opening up our wallets, Sharissa, and doing all Mm -hmm. we can Mm -hmm. to assist our brothers and sisters down there. And just finally, I know you pastor, and I mentioned that earlier, the Mullumbimby Church there. That's been on the news. Um, Your church has been impacted from what you told me. My church has just been renovated, and, um, yeah, it's, not even uh, two months since we've renovated inside and the water has come up so high. It never in the history of that church have experienced this. It went right through everything. I had access to the, the building for the first time this morning and it is completely mm. destroyed inside. Wow. wow. Well, yeah. We're going to keep you in prayer, brother, and your members, and we know that God's going to bless you. And um, we pray that your electricity and everyone's electricity will be back soon um, and that those shelves will start filling up. Sharissa, do you have a final thought? Just want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing and uh, we'll be praying for you and the team. And we'll look to maybe touch base next week, potentially. Thank you. And just see how things go. Thank you so much for joining us, Pastor David. Really appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Well, uh, we are going to have a song right now after the rain and then uh, an appropriate song. <laughs> wow. And then we'll continue more interviews coming up right after this. When the twilight fades Into purple shades And I'm deep in blue All the long night through When the storm clouds hide The rainbow of God's love 
It's then I hear His voice Speaking gently from above Into every life A little rain must my child dry your eyes and smile though the nights are long Jesus gives a song joy replaces pain After all the up show live and uh, just a reminder if you haven't already, I actually forgot to check with Shell um, to see if we had any claimers, but just in case there haven't been, there is Radical Protection. It's a book by mm. Derek Morris. We want to give it as a prize giveaway to the first two people who connect with us in the studio today with the code word HOPE. Just call or text us 0491 with the word HOPE. Mm. And we will make sure that this book, Radical Protection, comes to you. As we mentioned before, Derek Morris is a wonderful author and uh, you will be really blessed Every, by this book. Everybody needs this book, Sharissa, everyone. And yes. if, if, it, if it doesn't get claimed, there's room in my bookshelf for it. Trust <laughs> okay. me, there's room in my bookshelf. There's a challenge, folks. There's a challenge. <laughs> well, uh, we've been having a really wonderful program. Yeah, it's um, been great. Talking to many it's different so people. It's so real. And, uh, really?
real and relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lots of conversations. We've talked to Pastor Vadim in uh, Melbourne, yeah. uh, who's a Russian pastor living in Melbourne, now yeah. living in Australia as well. And uh, By choice. By choice. And then we talked to Pastor David Haupt, who mm. is right up there in northern part of our state, in North New South Wales, uh, giving us first-hand account of the flood crisis as it's unfolding there. And right now, I believe we have on the phone another special guest. Ryan, are you there? <laughs> is he here? Here he is. Can you hear us, Ryan? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Can oh, you hear me? Fantastic. Now we well, hear you loud and clear. Welcome along, Ryan. I'm Danny, and um, great to have <laughs> you on the show. It's just as well you don't know me very well, but you know Sharissa, which is a good <laughs> thing. So, But, hey, welcome to the Looking Up show, mate. Great to have you, and... Um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, and actually Shell stuck her head in here and told us that uh, you've even been a, a host on The Breakfast Show a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, so, like, you have arrived. I've, you know, I'm, I'm rarely invited on The Breakfast Show for good reason. So if you're invited on The Breakfast Show, Ryan, that means you're a trustworthy character. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> that's good. Well, Ryan, so tell us uh, where are you right now? What are you doing? And uh, what's the situation like? Well, right now I'm in Austinville. Uh, it's kind of like the safe haven, if you will, between Lismore and Ballina. It's about, yeah, 20 minutes, 10 minutes from each of those places. Wow. Um, and the situation is looking up today. It's been nice and sunny and the floodwaters have started to recede since yesterday and even more today um, in, in Lismore, actually, which is really good. Mm, I like what you said, looking up. <laughs> you know, it's looking out because indeed you're on the right show. You're yeah, on the right show. Yeah, that's the name of this show, so it's a good. <laughs> Glad we got you here. Yeah. So, um, what about Ballina? Is the you know when I saw the news this morning, mm. it was looking pretty bad, like they were expecting the worst there. But how did it all unfold there? Yeah. So from what I've heard, I haven't actually been out there. Um, my friend and I we escaped very early this morning. From what we saw, it was pretty bad even before the high tide their flood water had started to pour out of the stormwater drains into the streets mm. and very shortly the main roads were going to be cut off. So we left um, from friends that I've talked to who've stayed there. Many businesses were flooded on the main road. Uh, it was like there was water in all the shops. There was uh, water in houses. Um, West Ballina has been the hardest hit and it's just... With the tide, the flood the flood comes, so mm. it's tidal flooding. Yeah. Mm, well, now Sharissa mentioned to me that you were part of a crew that was giving out food. Well, or I was. I was food. just thinking maybe Ryan's been okay. a part of. Oh, that okay. You were thinking thing. that. Now tell us: either have you been involved, or do you know people who are involved? And how's that going? Because the relief. Yeah. Yeah, because we've just heard from Pastor David Howe in your part of the world there, and he's telling us about. You know, the supermarkets, um, bare shelves, it kind of reminds us of COVID and the toilet paper um, <laughs> episode that we'll never forget. How, how are things going in that space? Well, I can confirm the supermarkets are bare shelves. There is no fresh fruit or veggies anywhere to be seen. Wow. The petrol stations have queues at least 30 cars long wow. if the petrol station has petrol at all. Um, and, yeah, the, the people who and have unfortunately lost their homes who are in the shelter, uh, are being really well looked after. We had a group of people who came together to, to bring porridge and fresh fruit and veggies for breakfast in the morning. Mm-hmm. We had other meals catered for. Uh, but when we got there, you know, they were having a, a great big barbecue. So 
Not many people wanted porridge that day, but we came back <laughs> today. That was yesterday. We came back today, and there were more people who wanted porridge, so it was good. Um, but yeah, the the response has been awesome. The Salvation Army actually, they like have, everyone's officially organised today. Yesterday it was chaos, yeah. um, but today they've got relief trucks. They just need to get through from Grafton. They're currently flooded out from the roads. So once that opens up, there'll be relief trucks rolling in. Um, yeah, it was pretty hectic. The Southern Highway was blocked off. The Northern Highway was blocked off and the Western Highway was blocked off. We're in our own little bubble here and everyone's buying out what they can um, to make it through. Wow. Have you ever seen anything like this, Ryan? I mean, you sound like you're a young fella. Um probably well, sort of in your 20s, early 30s, somewhere there. Am I early 20s. Early 20s? Yeah, yeah. Early 20s. 23. 23. 23. 23. There you go. Oh, the best time of your life. The best time of your life. <laughs> and I'm um, sure this is on the, way, on the way down big time. But anyway, we won't bother with that right now. And Shell, let's not bother with Shell at all with where she's going. Hey, so. Can anybody hear Danny right <laughs> now? Is, um, is he cut off? Or uh, I think I might have been cut off, not by floodwaters, but by our producer. Um, Ryan, yeah, look. You're, you're a young guy, and um, and I'm sure this is probably the first time you have been exposed to this kind of, you know, um, scenario, which is just surreal. I mean, what you're sharing, I'm trying to picture it in my mind, and it just is so surreal. I mean, you know, COVID and the whole, you know, the the the, the whole scenario with COVID and shelves and shops and everything was was pretty surreal. But this is kind of like on another level. Yeah. Have you had opportunity to meet people who've lost everything? Or I have, I have. I talked to two gentlemen this morning and, and several yesterday, and the stories that you hear, they it, it's quite horrific. They were saying that the floods came down in, in the middle of Lismore, and when they came, they came quick. Mm. There wasn't, um, like, the people who decided to stay thought they were safe because the 2017 floods had reached a certain level, and, mm. and they broke records. 2017 was 12 metres high, mm. but these were 14 metres high. Wow. And so people, the houses that hadn't been flooded before were flooded. Everyone was shaken. Everyone, uh, yeah, even the, even the veterans of this area who have gone through many floods were just shaken, and they, they said that they heard people banging on the roofs to get out of their houses. Wow. It was... Um, and people were going around in boats and, and collecting people. And it was quite, it, some people have gone through quite traumatic experiences up here. Um, mm. Whole streets that two stories high, I just, you can't even tell that they were streets. It looks like there's one big brown swimming pool in the middle of Lismore when the, when the waters were right up there. And so, you know, even you could just see the top of a sign or a tree that, that was sticking out would be the indicator of where you were. It was wow. It's terrible. Wow. Wow. So now you're, you're a Bible worker, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now you've been trained to, to encourage people spiritually and, and in other ways, but especially, you know, to encourage them spiritually, to pray with people, to study the Bible with people and so on and so forth. Have you have have you had many opportunities to, 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 to offer some spiritual encouragement? Of course people need food, they need petrol, they need their electricity on, they they, they need all these tangible things. Um, but are people are people looking for 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 some spiritual support and help um, at this time? 
Yeah, they're looking for prayer. Yeah, no one, no one in this time uh, rejects rejects prayer. It's just when everything else is taken away from you, you reach out and you know you want to know, you want to know that God cares about you still, and that it's going to get better. And having some heavenly Father who loves you, who cares about you to talk to, is just brings peace to a lot of mm-hmm. people's hearts. Mm, fantastic, and um, so. Uh, Ryan, tell us, um, regarding um, family, do you have any family or close friends there that, that, that you're in touch with, that you're able to be in touch with them? I'm hoping and praying that phone, you know, phone reception and phone lines, I know the electricity has been out, but is, um, is communication open and you can c- connect with people who you need to just to make sure they're okay? Yeah, it depends which carrier you're, you're with. Uh, last oh. night there was a big Telstra outage, which is the main carrier for the region. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it, other than that, it's been pretty consistent with, um, yeah, communication. I don't have any family up here, but lots of friends, lots of church family, and we've been in touch with them, checking in how they're going. And everyone um, that I've talked to has had their friends from other parts of Australia nearby and far away, calling them, checking them, seeing how they're doing and offering them a place to stay as well. Uh, the problem is they just haven't been able to get out of the region to go spend time with them. So, mm. yeah. yeah. But from what you said and from what we're hearing, it appears, you know, the, the worst of the situation is behind you and, and those water levels are beginning to, to, to go down so people can begin the, the clean-up effort and, um, and so forth. Is that correct? From what you're seeing, yeah, there. yeah, um, it is forecast to rain further, but we're not expecting it to to break records again. And you know, we'll keep praying that God keeps bringing out the sunshine, even though it's forecast to rain. Yes, and uh, yeah, the cleanup will will hopefully mm. begin. Yeah, yeah. Now, when it talks about prayer, we, we want to be we want to have a prayer for you and for all the people there in just a little bit. We've just got just over two minutes left, but um. Are there any things that we can pray for you um, and for the community there? Things that our listeners who are listening, some might even be there. We might have some listeners right there in the thick of it that are listening to Looking Up right now. And, you know, we'll be having a prayer for you in just a moment. But are there are there um, any prayer requests or any other requests that, that the rest of us who are not living there can, can share, you know, with the Lord in our time? Yeah. Um, there's, there were some people who have lost loved ones, mm. especially for them. Mm. Um, there are others who have just, they, ha- they haven't been flooded, but isolated because of the flood. So they can't get into town or out of town, uh, to get supplies, uh, so praying for them. And there are many people who have absolutely lost everything, mm. um, with, and, and who don't know how to recover. Yeah. So for those people especially. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you, Ryan, for sharing. Yes, thank and, you so much. And maybe, Sharissa, you can have a prayer for Ryan and for everyone there in that entire region. Just yeah. lift them up before the Lord. Let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, thank you so much that you're the God that we can turn to at any time and in all times. Mm, thank amen. you for Ryan and for just him coming on and sharing with us today. And as he shared with us those various needs, people who are grieving, people who are hungry, people who are stranded, people who've lost everything, we lift them all up to you because 
because we've got nowhere else mm. to turn but Amen. to you. And so, Lord, we pray that you would be their comfort, that you would be their strength, that you would bring provisions and that you would help us as a church and as organizations to be able to rally around, um, to really show love and support to everybody at this time. May we be your hands and feet and bless Ryan. Give him divine appointments that he might also mm. be able Amen. to help relieve the suffering and bring hope to people who are looking for hope in these times. We thank you, Lord, and we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Ryan. We really appreciate you coming on, and mm, uh, may you. God bless you and as you continue to serve up there. All right. Well, we are going to have a song right now, Better Than a Hallelujah. I haven't heard this one. I'm looking forward to hearing looking it. Looking forward to it indeed. And uh, we have one more special guest with us mm-hmm. after this song. In so, the studio. Yeah, in live in the studio. Don't go away. We have more.
listening to Sarah Hart, Better Than a Hallelujah, and we are still live here on the Looking Up program, and we are joined, actually I can't introduce any more prize giveaways because they've been claimed. I'm disappointed, I was hoping to have that book on my bookshelf. <laughs> You'll have to go and buy it yourself. I will now. indeed. <laughs> but uh, we still have a special guest here in studio, Pastor Danny, you want to introduce us? Indeed, it's uh, my privilege to introduce uh, a fellow Minister of the Gospel, who works here in North New South Wales, as well as a friend. Um, we have known each other for a little while, and his name's Pastor Abel um, Yurgulescu. Did I get that right? <laughs> that was impressive. Uh, Can you spell uh, well, it? <laughs> I, I've been practicing, and I've been practicing it for the last 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, and his original name... As uh-huh. his mother would call him, and his father would be Havel. Uh-huh. Did you know that? I did not. That Havel. was I learned Th- that that's, today. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> oh, is that the Hebrew? Is that the Hebrew? <laughs> it's actually just Abel. It's Abel. There you go. Yeah, it's <laughs> but I like. I always like something a bit different. Yes. You know, a bit organic and a bit different. But anyway, Abel, great to have you <laughs> here, mate. It's and, good to um, be here. Thank you. You are, I understand, the conference secretary of the North New South Wales Conference. Is that correct? For the time being, yes. Yes. And in order to be a conference secretary, do you need to wear a bow tie as you are wearing right now? <laughs> On uh, certain days of the week, <laughs> such as Monday, Wednesdays, and sometimes Fridays. Ah, I thought it was because you were appearing on the Looking Up show that you came dressed <laughs> for the occasion. Oh, Unlike Charissa. No. Anyway, we're going to move away from fashions um, because that's not my domain. That's because Charissa. Danny doesn't have any taste. No, that's Charissa and Shell's domain. It's certainly not mine. Um, but yeah, we, we've known each other for a little while. And mm. uh, Abel, he was born in a country that is on the news at the moment in, in connection with this, this, this tragic um, Ukrainian crisis that is unfolding day by day, hour by hour. Now, do you want to sort of share with us a little of your background? Yeah, sure. Thank you very much, Danny, for having me. First of all, as you have uh, rightly mentioned, I was born and raised in Romania. I spent my first 20 years of my life there. Um, and um, I was born during the communism regime mm. uh, in mid-80s. And I was privileged, I can say, that I spent my childhood and teenage in a, in a country that had already left communism behind and moved on. Mm. Uh, but no doubt there were, there were things that people, uh, and especially people of faith, had to deal with mm. during communism and especially post-communism world. Uh, but especially t- to move on to what's happening currently in Europe, our country, Romania, is... Uh, uh, bordering in no, in the north side with Ukraine, we, we're sharing a probably 600 kilometers uh, wow. border. Significant, yeah, very, very much so. And um, I tell you what, it it is heartbreaking to see uh, what is happening there. But I, I'm very proud of the way in which all the neighboring countries, and for for the matter, the, the entire world is responding to this humanitarian crisis mm. that we are currently seeing there in Ukraine. Um, probably the world has seen what others are doing, but I'll be a bit biased here and I'll share a bit of a report as to how Romania yeah, is indeed, responding indeed. Uh, to this humanitarian crisis. Um, I, was, I was very touched to see that strangers, complete strangers, when they heard that refugees are heading to the border, they left their uh, responsibilities either at work or at home and they just grabbed their cars, they grabbed blankets and they grabbed food and they said, we need to welcome these people at the border. Wow. Because they'll be probably standing, they'll be cold, they'll be hungry and they need someone to take them in. So we're not talking about makeshift shelters here. We're 
we're talking about refugees being welcomed into people's homes. Wow. Mm. Uh, and they said, you're not going to walk. We're going to take in our cars. And we know, um, and, and this is done by, you know, average Romanian person, but also the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Romania mm-hmm. uh, with the humanitarian, I guess, arm through ADRA yeah. or other ministries have, have taken uh, uh, significant loads of, of resources into the country of Ukraine. They actually crossed the border wow. to help people across the border uh, and definitely at the border. And they're not just sitting or standing in, in those cities or towns across the border, but they're taking them further into the country mm. in various cities. Wow. Um, and it, it's very moving to see how people left whatever they had to do in order to to jump this opportunity and be there for these people when they needed the most. Um, and obviously, probably the language could be a bit of a barrier uh, because we as Romanians are are more Latin-based. It's more familiar with uh, English and Spanish and Italian and French. Uh, Ukrainian is more Slavic. So yeah. we don't have a lot in common. But when it comes to someone in need, we have plenty in common. Uh, got, mm. Yeah, the, the heart is in common. The heart is in common and, and the need to, to help. Everyone is just appalled at, at, the, at the things that are happening there and they want to mm. make a difference. And uh, talking to my dad, mm. he said it's very, very moving. So your family, how much of your family is still there? So my parents are still there and they're very, they, they live in the northern part of the country, so very close to U- Ukraine yes. as such. Oh. Um, I've got a brother as well okay. um, uh, living in in um in Romania and it, I'm I'm getting first hand reports from wow. them uh and they say you know to see families to see basically husbands driving their families to the to the Ukrainian Romanian border they're dropping off their wife and kid and they're returning mm. to fight for the country yeah. Ukraine uh some by choice others by compulsion because you know they need to go back and serve the country uh, regardless of the reason it is a very emotional uh moment you know, when, when, when young children need to say goodbye to oh. their dad. And, um, yeah, it, it is heartbreaking to mm. see that probably, what, eight days ago, life was to some extent normal yeah. Yeah. in that mm-hmm. part of the world. It was. And overnight, literally, yeah. overnight, uh, things have turned upside down for the worse. Yeah, it's amazing. Six days, I think, have passed. Uh, I, mm. I remember where I was. I was outside the BBF about to go buy some books. Um, and I was talking to one of my members, and, and they said, "Oh, have you heard the news that you know the Russians have started bombing um, Kiev and some of these other uh, towns?" And it was like, "Whoa!" I, I couldn't believe it. I thought I thought it wasn't going to happen. Mm. I just thought there's too much at stake. It's just not going to happen. Surely, I mean, there's just way too much at stake. Um, it's just going to get get so messy. But yes, it did happen, and it is happening six days on, and we're still there. There's mm. been no ceasefire now. You mentioned it's it's very cold. Obviously, you know yes. we, we're seeing snow, and even though we're in March and sort of towards the end of winter, but their winter sort of drags on, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it really drags, and especially when you get to the northern part of Romania, with mm. bordering with Ukraine, the the winters are very long and they're prolonged. So we're talking sometimes tops of three degrees at daytime, midday, wow. and you know it gets very cold at night. And unfortunately, and this is sad, and I don't have an explanation, but unfortunately some people have spent up to 30 hours at the border point, I guess just in the queue, waiting yeah. for their names to be processed, going through that whole, uh, uh, I guess, journey. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's also important to note and for our listeners to, to understand that not all of those refugees are staying in the neighboring countries, such as Poland or Romania in this case. Uh, some of them are just transitioning because they have families, relatives, yeah, okay. and friends in other European countries. 
for which uh, you know they they get passage to go to and and find shelter in that space. So you're hearing reports, and you just mentioned about um, individuals sort of uh, you know using Romania or Poland sort of as a as a spring as a gateway as, as a gateway for going a better, into Germany yes, or wherever yes. it is that they've got family or relatives. Are you hearing? Stories of, and I wouldn't be surprised of, of Romanians or, or, or those who are from Poland literally driving these mothers with their children, which we're seeing many of, like you've just mentioned, all the way across the country to where they need to go to get dropped off so they can carry on their journey. Yeah, look, uh, personally, I haven't, I haven't necessarily heard those stories, but what I know is they, they, they did pick up the refugees and took them to their own home. Yeah, that's quite amazing. Yes. So, they're, yes. so they're not just taking them to some shelter or, or, some, or some building mm. where they're going to be surrounded with strangers and sort of, you know, just, I guess, be another person of the hundreds, potentially thousands, but they're bringing them into their own homes. Mm. And uh, I know there's also this um, significant businessman in in Romania that owns a few soccer clubs. You know, uh, sort of deals in that type of world. He he talked to to a, a city and he booked all the hotels within that city. Wow! Uh, at his own cost <laughs> wow. for all the refugees, and wow. he was just crying on on live TV wow. and saying, "What else can we do to help those individuals that have left everything? Mm-hmm. And probably and very likely they will have nothing to return to." Wow. And the least we can do. So the way the heart of the people is responding and offering aid is just uh, encouraging to see uh, that they're not indifferent. You know, this is the time to, to go forward and shine in, in showing love. Yeah. Now, you said you're, you know, you grew up as a, as a, young, as a young child there and you're, I guess, 20 when you, when you moved to Australia. Um, yes. Now, we've, we've heard that I think it's from 16 or 18 to 60, the men um, have been asked to stay behind, and so the mothers and the children, they're leaving and the women are leaving, but not, not them unless you've got, I guess, uh, an exemption. Um, Seventh-day Adventists or others that may be conscientious objectors, they're going back to Desmond Doss. Mm, you know, mm. um, is there provision made for, for them to be able to serve in the army um, in, order to, in order to assist people on the, on the field, on the battlefield. What, what, what's the situation there? Do you have any insights? Do you have any understanding of what's taking place or what happens in, in Eastern Europe? Look, I guess, first of all, it's, it's a very good question in which I guess our listeners are very mm. interested. Unfortunately, I, uh, I'm not prepared to, to provide an answer. Mm. I wouldn't be able to, to say because Ukraine as a country has, has things very different than, than Romania as such. Um, I would imagine they would have some level of freedom because the Seventh Adventist Church in Ukraine is significantly strong. Yeah, uh, they have. It's larger than the one in Russia. Do you yeah. know how many members we have there, roughly? I, I thought that we were looking at a forty thousand. Yeah, 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 around 40, 44,000. Yeah. yeah, we have a bit of a population of forty-four million, and I think in in this, in Russia, if I remember correctly, there was about thirty-three thousand Adventists mm. um, amongst one hundred and forty million people. So obviously the work is more challenging in Russia than it is in Ukraine because they've got greater freedoms. Yeah, so they've got educational institutions and so forth. So um, uh, to what extent they're allowed to, to be allowed to be a conscientious objector, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to, to believe that would be the case. Uh, yeah, but simply I cannot answer. Uh, so That's going great. back to the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Romania, um, uh, you mentioned a, a couple of things that they are doing to support you know, this humanitarian crisis any more you want to share on yeah, that? Yeah, sure. So look, apart from ADRA, which is, I guess, the worldwide yeah. arm of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in being there present where crisis arises by nature or created by mankind, like in this case, mm-hmm. uh, they're there and they provide that support. But also they're 
local church or local conferences-based initiatives uh, like what you would have here in, in our conference, Adventist Community Services, that are present on the day, offering tangible and financial support to those in need. So they have something similar like that. So they, they, they've, they've collected uh, uh, vans, um, like you know, 10, 11 seat vans, so they can transport people from one place to another, or just to take blankets, food into the border and help or the ease of the, the waiting period for those that are in line and provide. Because imagine you're in line sometimes for three days. Mm. You know, hmm. you, you may need things for your little baby. Absolutely. Medication. Medication, just mm-hmm. water, yeah. food, something warm, just yeah. a toy for a child. You know, yeah. all these basic necessities that we may not think of, but they, are, they make a world of a difference on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're either at the border or crossing the border. Right. We also have a few institutions like they call retreats. Uh, and those retreats have now been placed aside as a refugee place okay. where, where people can come. So normal wow. life has been put aside in order to react in a positive way to this need. So this is so you you, you can speak obviously very confidently about Romania. You've got family there, yes, friends, and you're yes. in contact with. And plus, them. I read the news this, in Romania and, just to see okay. what's happening. Yeah, sure. Is this is this the is this the message that you're getting from all those other nations that are bordering with Ukraine? Is it a similar thing? Like especially within the Adventist Church and and. Are they opening their their hearts and their homes? I mean, there's definitely no opening homes, but definitely opening the church buildings Mm -hmm. uh, to provide this type of, you know, they're providing the holes and, you know, it becomes a a refuge, especially in winter. You need that protection from the elements of nature. Praise the Lord. And and the wind and the snow. So, um, um, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're, we've only got about another minute and a half, but we want to repeat, we had Pastor Vadim earlier on, who, mm-hmm. who you remember yes, well. very well, very well. <laughs> and, um, you know, we talked about ADRA mm-hmm. and uh, you mentioned ADRA. So if people want to contribute financially, they can go to the ADRA Australia website. And is there a section there for Ukraine? Ukraine, there is, especially for Ukraine. Okay, oh, so the funds will all go to Ukraine. It's obviously tax deductible. Definitely. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thanks for having me here. Thank Annie. you. Before you run off, we want to have a prayer um, for the people of Ukraine, mm. and especially Ukrainians living here in Australia that have got family over there mm. and others. So, Sharissa, do you want to have a prayer for us for sure. that? Sure. Lord, we thank you so much that you are the God who is in control. Mm. And Amen. at this time when we see our world in so much turmoil, uh, we think of the people in Ukraine right now and all over Europe whose mm. hearts are fearful and anxious. Lord, we pray that you you would be near to them, that mm. your angels angels would encamp mm. around about them. We ask, Lord, for their deliverance, and we yes, pray Lord. that you would turn this war back on itself so that it would come to an end. We yes, pray Lord. for peace, but ultimately we pray that they would find refuge in you. Bless mm. the humanitarian work that is happening. Protect those that are caring for the refugees mm. and um, be with the many people who are hurting and grieving yes, the loss Lord. of loved ones in life at this time. Uh, we pray all of this and thank you mm. that we can leave these things in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank Thank you so much, um, Abel. It's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Hopefully we'll have you again. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Pastor Abel. We're going to a song right now, He Lifts Me by True North, and we will be back after the news break with one more segment here on this show. So don't go away. Oh, yes, he does. 
despair and grief will cloud my view But help me see the signs of you Light the way through last dark time And help me heal this heart of mine The Lord, He lifts me with His strong arms Oh yes, He does The Lord, He lifts me with His strong arms Oh yes, He does Turned away, bringing darkness to the day. You're the light within my eyes. I'm glad I've got you. It's hard to live Help me, Lord, show me the way. In your house, I long to reside. I'm glad I've got you by my side. The Lord, He lifts me with His strong arms. Yes, he does. The Lord, he lifts me with his strong arms. Oh, yes, he does. The Lord, he lifts me with his strong arms. Oh, yes, he does. The Lord, he lifts me with his strong arms. Oh, yes, he does. Hey everyone, we're the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson, and you can join us every morning on The Breakfast Show. We cover news that matters and do our encounter with God. We also have an intense quiz, great giveaways, or inspiring music, and best of all, you can have your say and be a part of the Bracky family. We're live across Australia, so check your Faith FM program for your local airtime. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Thank you. 
everyone. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. Looking up to you. Our time today has just been flying. You are here with us looking up. We're actually heading to the, the home run now. That's the landing inside. Home stretch. The home home stretch. stretch. That's what you call it. Um, what a program. Wow. It's been, yeah, it, it's, it's been full on. It's We've had so many interviews. Yeah. and uh, Four interviews, I think. Four interviews. We've never had that before. I think that's a first. That's a first. Well, look, we're, we're living in... We're not living in normal times, we Teresa, aren't. and um, you know we've never done that before. But we've never been in a time like this. Like, and we know we can know that we're living in strange and unusual times. That that you know it could very well be that you know that prophetic time clock has um, you know has gone into another gear because we're literally not hearing anything about COVID. That's right. Have you heard anything about COVID on the news this week? I have. One or two Actually, snippets. Actually, yes, I have. I have. One Scott Morrison s- has COVID. Okay, yes, indeed he's got. So <laughs> we need to pray for Scott Morrison. Yeah. And I'm not saying that facetiously. No. Um, we genuinely need to pray for him and all our leaders. Yes. We encourage our listeners, according to the biblical, um, um, I was going to say mandate, <laughs> but it's not. Um, God, God invites us uh, to pray for our political leaders that, that we may have peace. Amen. And um, we can see what what's been happening overseas. That that when um, yeah, when there's no peace, when there's war, then not only does um, n- not only do people suffer from a humanitarian point of view, but they suffer from a spiritual point of view. That's right. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's got he's got COVID. So we pray for him. And uh, and there's many. Do you know what? Um, we're hardly hearing it. it was on the. It was on the news all the time, wasn't it, COVID? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's all we heard the last two years. That's right. Putin and, kind of cured us all. Yeah, and this last <laughs> week, this last week since the war began oh. and the floods, uh, that's, that's all. So, so we can just see, and it's not like COVID disappeared um, because I, I had to go online just to check. I'm like, what's up with COVID? And I discovered just the other day, yesterday, or I can't remember, or the day before, in New South Wales we had 8,000 cases. Um, and we had, I don't know, seven, eight or ten deaths. Wow. So it's not like it's disappeared. There are people no. dying. There are people suffering. But there's it's just so only. much going on. There is. There's a real convergence. And um, it was interesting. I haven't yet had opportunity to watch some of the highlights of Joe Biden's State of the oh, Union yes. address, which yes, was that, uh, this afternoon yeah, it as was, well. Yes. But uh, what a time to speak of the State of the Union in our world. Uh, wow. The world looks like it's falling apart. But I loved how Vadim also drew out and pointed us to the fact that as Bible-believing Christians, yeah. we know the world's not going to peter out because of a nuclear war, which is something that a lot of people are worried about now yeah. with Russia even testing missiles and all this sort that's of thing. That's right, that's right. Like well, we're threatening, threatening, threatening to, to have, them on, on, you know, have them on high alert. Yes, and these are momentous times where, you know, the EU is coming together for emergency meetings and all yeah. of this. Unlike any other time. Unlike in, any in other history, time it's, in it's, history. It's being galvanized literally in the space of, 48 hours. Yes. Over a weekend, the EU has changed course, including Switzerland. Wow. I mean, Switzerland is, you know, it's it's a neutral yes. nation. Um, it's always been neutral, and they have jumped on board um, with, uh, with with the European Union. And I'm not even sure if uh, Switzerland is in NATO. Uh, 
I have to have a look at that and Google that and check it. But yeah, they're jumping on board, so they're doing things that are unprecedented. And just so many this things. alliance that has come together in 48 hours that, you know, took years and years of negotiations and debates and discussions and who knows how much money was thrown at trying to bring NATO together and one situation has brought the world together. And it just shows how quickly things can change. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, there's a song that comes to mind uh, and the word, one line of it goes, Nations are angry. By this we do know Jesus is coming again. Mm. And, and those uh, words are from Revelation. They are. They're from That's true. Revelation chapter 11. And I'm going to see if I can find that passage. Um, sure. Revelation chapter 11, verse 19. And it says, yes, indeed, this is what it says. Um, the words that Sharissa has quoted from that song um, are in the context of the second coming. Mm-hmm. And this is what it says. <laughs> because it's in, the, it's in the time when the seventh angel is sounding. Um, so this is right at the end of time, saying, you know, this is Revelation eleven fifteen. The kingdoms of this world, I love these words, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Mm-hmm. That's the hope that mm-hmm. Pastor Vadim was sharing earlier on. And the 24 elders who sat before God on the thrones fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, we give thanks to you, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. And now notice these are the words that you were quoting. The nations were angry mm. and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints. This is speaking of the coming of Jesus when Jesus brings his reward. Yes. And those who fear your name, great and small, and notice these last words of verse 18 of Revelation 11, and that you should destroy those who destroy the earth. Wow. We've never lived in a time when humans are capable of destroying the world. And we have the capability, but as Pastor Vadim reminded us, God will not allow this world to end in a nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. This world will only end what when Jesus comes. The trumpet will sound. That is the button that will be pressure, Issa. Yep. The trumpet button. Absolutely. And not, you know what? The, not the missile <laughs> nuclear button in Russia or in China or in the US or wherever else they we are. We can thank Storm. God for that. Praise the Lord. So what we a relief. Well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, um, in light of this, the most important thing, any of us can do, any of our listeners can be doing, is pursuing a personal relationship mm, with amen. God. Because that's the only thing that really counts and matters in the end. And um, uh, on the weekend, we had Yeah, a, tell us about the weekend. Yeah, we had um, a prayer conference, which is like a gathering for Bible study and <coughs> prayer up at Stewart's Point. And actually we had... Um, it's on the mid-north coast, for those who don't coast, know where Stewart's yep. Point is, yeah. And uh, we were blessed actually with sunshine when people arrived. And, Praise uh, the Lord. Cloud cover. So they were welcomed with sunshine. They were welcomed with sunshine. <laughs> then the heavens opened and the rains descended. Showers of blessing. And the floods came up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sing that song? No, we didn't. The rains came down and the floods came oh, up. Oh, people. No, no, he no. Sings. no. Should, that, that's when that's Shel, first. <laughs> Shell needs to be ready to disconnect me at that time. It's like we've had a technical problem, ladies and gentlemen. Danny is no longer. Able to, <laughs> that to was really hurt. good, though. <laughs> but yeah, we had a wonderful yeah. time and uh, lots of prayers, so many things to pray about. And I'll tell you what, in a world that's falling apart, mm. and you watch the news and you feel very anxious, you yeah. know, reading the headlines and you know, seeing what's happening in Australia with the floods and just the devastation that people are experiencing, I find great peace and comfort in prayer. Mm, and I 
I can't remember who said it. Was it Ryan? He was talking about people that he's been able to pray yeah, with. Yeah, everyone's open to Everybody's prayer. Everybody's open to prayer right now. And so I really encourage our listeners to, to spend time with God. In these times, you'll find peace, you find refuge, you find safety in Him. Indeed, indeed. And, um, and yeah, it did rain, of course, as you said. Um, but the atmosphere there, the spirit of those who are participating because I had one of a couple of my church members went uh, that I'm aware of. Maybe there were more, Celia and Eileen. I don't know if mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. bumped into them. them. Yeah, them Celia looked after the children and, and provided for their spiritual needs, which was great. But they were, they were sharing with me that, yeah, it was, a, it was a real blessing, a real blessing. And you know what? The, the closer we come to the coming of Jesus, the more we need to pray. Amen. I think of Jesus. I think of Jesus and, and the pivotal moments in his ministry. Mm-hmm. Even even if we take a look at the two bookends of the three-and-a-half-year ministry of Jesus, mm-hmm. what are they? Prayer mm-hmm. in the wilderness for 40 days, preparing himself, praying and fasting for 40 days to prepare himself for that three-and-a-half-year prophetic ministry that, that the book of Daniel, chapter 9, had prophesied he would be. He would, pro, you know, he would, he would, he would share a ministry for three-and-a-half years and then he would be cut off, um, according to Daniel 9, 24 to 27. And then how does he... And he ends his ministry by going to the Garden of Gethsemane and praying. Mm. They are the two bookends of his ministry where he began his ministry and where he said, this is where I will end. Because that is where our salvation was in the balance. In the Garden of Eden, not the Garden of Eden, the Garden (laughs) Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane. the oil press. Yeah, we wouldn't have made it into the Garden of Eden if it wasn't for the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, The oil press where literally Jesus' life, his heart was pressed out of him. He he literally bled um, blood, you know, blood poured out of him um, because of of his broken heart and um, and because yeah he he was willing to be separated from his heavenly Father forever that we might be saved. Amen. Prayer. Mm. The two bookends of Jesus' ministry, and they need to be front and center for us today. I totally agree with you. Prayer and, and Bible study, and in light of you know Matthew twenty four, which talks about Jesus talks about all these things that yeah. would be happening in the world: wars, rumors of wars, yeah. pandemics, well, yeah. pestilences, pestilences is the word. Yeah. But it begins with the disciples coming to Jesus privately and saying, "Tell us when will these things mm. be." It's that private time, that quiet time yeah. that they had alone with him that enabled them to have that revelation from him about what was coming and how they could endure to the yeah, end. Yeah, indeed. Now think of Matthew 24. You've mentioned Matthew 24 and, and in connection with the destruction of Jerusalem and when the Christians were to flee, Jesus yes. gave them that yes. time. You know, And Jesus said um, to them, and pray, you know, and pray that your flight may not be... Um, in winter mm-hmm. or on the Sabbath, and we've talked about, you know, Abel talked to us about, you know, the Ukrainians having to flee their homes, you know, in wintertime. It's still winter there. It's toward the end of winter, but it's still minus at night and two, three, four degrees during the day. <coughs> That's my Malenkov. <laughs> Sorry. That's my yeah, bad, bad, bad. But, yeah, Jesus said, you know, and pray, and pray that your flight not be in winter or on the Sabbath. And that's... um. You know, and that's in Matthew 24, and um, where is it here? Verse uh, 20, Matthew 24, verse 20, and pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. So pray. Jesus is saying pray. So, so the believers, uh, prior to the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, the Christian believers, they were a praying group, and we know that from the book of Acts. They were mm-hmm. continually praying. That's they right. were one accord, they were praying. 
They were seeking the Holy Spirit. They were being witnesses and they were sharing. And, um, and that's what God is inviting us now to have that prayer soaked word of God, you know, filled experience day by day. And I believe, yeah. Sharissa, the closer we come to the coming of Jesus, the more we're going to need to be on our knees, the more we're going to need to be in the Word, mm-hmm. and the more we need to be sharing. Yes. We need to be out there sharing like what Ryan's been doing. You yes. know, Pastor Vadim's been doing. We talked about that, you know, where he's Even been. Pastor Abel, he was Even preaching Pastor to Abel. us at prayer camp. Was he? Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, like what one of our favorite sort of speakers, Pastor Dwight Nelson from the United States, has to say, he came up with this phrase, you know, back in 1998. Mm. I'm not sure, were you born back in 1998? <laughs> You were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, forward on our knees. Remember yes, that? Yes, yep. Forward on our knees. And that's, and that's how we're going to move forward. Love it. And you know what? The theme for our prayer conference was Acts again. Yes. So you were talking about, you know, what they did in the book of Acts. Yeah. And, you know, we are seeing today Acts happen again yeah. as people are coming together to pray. And, and people, I believe that all of these disasters that are yeah. happening in the world, people are really open and Indeed. recognizing, hey, we need God. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about the rally. You know, with Brad a week or two ago um, when we interviewed him. Yeah, so, people wanting all those yeah, spiritual people, books. Absolutely. And um, and so it's interesting you talked about a convergence of, of prophetic world events, you know, that are taking place. But there's also going to be a convergence of God's end-time people praying together, Amen. seeking the Holy Spirit, seeking to be used as his ambassadors. So it's really exciting times, Ed. There's a lot of mayhem going on. We know that full well. But God's Holy Spirit is going to be activated like we have not seen it. Like mm-hmm. we cannot even begin to imagine to bring about that final harvest to 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 ripeness and to prepare for the sound of the trumpet. Yay! <laughs> All right, I'm getting a bit too excited. Uh, I'll settle down. I'll settle down. And it's been a good day. It's been a good day. <laughs> look, there's just so much to look forward to. Oh, absolutely. And uh, we are living in the most exciting time absolutely. of human history. Solemn but exciting Solemn, times. Solemn, yeah, good point. Solemn but exciting. And uh, looking forward to see. Uh, how much more we can see, I guess, mm. in coming days as we see the signs all happening of Amen. Jesus in return. Amen. Well, the, this program has just been flying by I can't us believe today. it. We're nearly at the end. Sure we still have happen? a little bit more to go, but okay. um, we have some beautiful music that I, uh, we're going to hear in a minute. I can see Shell's already lined it up for us. It's one of my favorite songs, God leads us oh, along. We so need that, Sharissa. We need God to be leading us. Absolutely. The and Lord is my shepherd. We need him right now. Amen. And uh, this is going to be sung to us now by the Forbes family. We'll come back and then just wrap up with some final thoughts right after this beautiful song. In shade green pastures so rich and so sweet God leads his dear children along where the
beautiful song great reminder for us as mm. we wrap up and land the plane Amen. this afternoon what a program yeah look we have been blessed to 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 receive some powerful insights and encouragement from from the things that are happening right now from yeah. a spiritual perspective from a perspective of hope mm. and that's that's been our our code word for today in those two books <laughs> Have gone. Right. They are. The books have gone. And, and Pastor Danny, uh, what can everybody look forward to on the Looking Up program next week? Next week, next week. Well, uh, God willing, we will um, continue our Bible study in the Three Angels' Messages and taking a look at what it means to give glory to God. Okay. So that's the plan that's right now. That's why you said God willing. God willing, <laughs> yeah. That's why, and I always say God willing. When, when people ask me, are you coming over? I'm like, yeah, I'll see you tonight, God willing. I always say God willing in my emails, in my text messages, in my you know, verbal response. That's because we don't know what's going to take place. I mean, this, this time last week, this time last week on Wednesday afternoon, we were planning on having that Bible study that, right. that we're planning for next week. That's what we were planning. And then all of a sudden, literally overnight, within, you know, within 24 hours, you know, all hell broke loose. That's right. You know, not, not exaggerating there in Ukraine and the world was tipped upside down. Um, people were scrambling, nations were scrambling to, to deal with that crisis. So we thought it's important. And, I mean, we didn't have the floods. And all of a sudden, 
You know, I mean, we had the floods in Queensland. There was rain, but all of a sudden, you know, North New South Wales come early this week. I mean, <sighs> that just exploded. We had so, no idea. So what we the had no <laughs> idea last Wednesday what was going to transpire in the coming days. And so today, we've dedicated to to those two crises and how people can help and assist and pray and what's happening there on the ground and so on and so forth. What our listeners have heard. So, God willing, God willing, next week we will continue. Um, with this study in the three angels' messages, God's final message of love to the world that needs to be shared to prepare the world for the second coming of Jesus. But once again, um, you know, we may end up we may end up going off script as we have today. Um, Basically, I come prepared for whatever. <laughs> a bit like a bit like when you go to Melbourne, you got to come prepared for those four seasons in one rain day. Hail. You just don't know rain, Snow. hail, or shine. Yeah. At the moment, it's shining here where yeah, we are the sun in the has studio. Actually just Come out. Yeah, it's come out, so it's really good. But, yeah, look, at the end of the day, Sharissa, whatever takes place next Wednesday, one thing is for certain, we're going to point to Jesus. We're Amen. going to be looking up on the Looking Up show because that's <laughs> the only place to look, and we're going to be encouraging our listeners, wherever they may be listening from, to look to Jesus, to spend time with him, to, to get into his word, to pray, um, to look out for one another, and you know those themes, they're going to be constant. No matter what Amen. happens next week, um, that's going to be the theme. Love it. Well, we can't wait. I'm looking forward to being back with everybody here mm. this time next week and see what, what more we see can talk about. See what the world about. looks like. Yeah let's, yeah, let's be praying in the meantime. Well, we thank God that we have the assurance that Jesus will be the same yesterday, today, and next week and forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Pastor Danny, would you uh, close <coughs> our program today with prayer? Sure, I'd love to. Father in heaven, we want to thank you again for your blessings. We want to thank you so much that in the midst of trials and tribulations, um, anxiety and fear and frustration, uh, Father, we can come to you, we can come to Jesus, and we can be assured of his beautiful message, peace be still, Uh, do not be afraid, I am with you, do not be anxious. Uh, Father, we thank you for those beautiful promises in your word. May we claim them. And may we draw nearer and nearer to you. Lord, we think of the people there in Ukraine right now. We've heard from Pastor Vadim, from Pastor Abel regarding the situation. And we thank you, Lord, for the people that are reaching out with their homes and their hearts to to assist those who are in need and in many other ways. We we pray, Lord, for the people there. We pray, Lord, that that war will come to an end very, very soon. Uh, We also pray, Lord, for the flood victims. We pray that you'll bless and be with them as we remember them in prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us for this live program. As we close out, remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. We'll see you this time next week. Don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always